want to know what it feels like to work for a triple A game company? Well then, get ready, because we're going to bring the game to you. You, the music! If you're looking for a new, old, or even some forgotten passion, well, you've come to the right place. You better drink up some passion potion and listen up, because the show's about to begin. Passion Food Podcast. You're listening to Passion Food Podcast. Passion Food Podcast. You're listening to Passion Food Podcast. You're now listening to the Passion Food Podcast. Only on Spotify. Welcome to the Passion Fruit Podcast SG. I'm Sif. I'm Afik. And I'm Helmy. Today, there's going to be three people here only because the rest are not here due to their personal commitments. But for this episode, it's a very special occasion. Uh, occasion. Occasion. <laughs> occasion. Occasion raisin. Raisin. Grandmother raisin. Okay. Uh, <laughs> very special occasion because there's someone special with us. Uh, yeah. he, he has been with all five of us actually. For uh, three years in a certain polytechnic in Singapore, not in Spain, not in US, but in Singapore, uh, we went through a game game design course. Yeah, yeah. and it has been a fruitful experience for all of us. Uh. but Ooh. for our special person today, he has cemented his uh, position after going through uh, NS at a certain AAA game company that I'm sure most of you would know because of the games that they've played. And I'm sure there are fans out there who are like fanatic for this kind of games. Uh. The PFPSG would like to introduce this special person to you. Please welcome Mr. An Jun Che. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you with us, man. Oh, no, it's yeah. an honor. Yeah, it's considered really you're good. actually uh, our first guest yeah. of yeah. our yes. podcast. This is That's why it's an honor for me. No, 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 no. But okay, let's <laughs> let's start with uh, we'll, okay, we'll be calling him JC, uh, not not Jesus Christ, but <laughs> Jun Cheng, uh, because yeah, we are. That's our a, nickname for him since yeah, Poly. Yeah. yeah, since Poly, JC. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, actually, after the poly straightway, do you go to NS first? Yeah, I did. Like for two years, right? Yeah. Oh. I didn't went in early because I didn't pass my IPVT. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. is, is it the five day after our graduation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah Immediately, same, man. Same, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that means you... Did you go to the graduation Buta? No, 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 no. No, I didn't. No, no, no. There was no, one, no. one person, right, who went there... Uh, <laughs> no, I know the previous batch, uh, Manuel. Uh. Yeah, previous batch. Eh. The, oh, the, our batch doesn't have because yeah. I know like, the earliest one. Our batch like, is, yeah, the earliest one is right after but not before the... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I remember it's just five days after our graduation. Yeah. For so, you, right? For me and him. Yeah, like the week after we have to go, man. That sucks. Yeah, you all at least get to end it earlier. True, true. Yeah. Like, like I don't know, a few, few months, months earlier, months, uh, I guess, <laughs> three yeah. months earlier. But yeah, uh, after, is it after NS that you sort of like, you you job hunting for yeah. uh, like jobs? Uh, okay. yeah. yeah, so how, how how do you, okay, uh, before we get to that first, oh, okay. why don't you uh, tell us like, more how, about yourself. Yeah, more about yourself, mm, like your, how you became a game uh, designer. Share, share with the world <laughs> your, your origin story. 
<laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Anjun Cheng Origins. Right. <laughs> this is his uh, the the manga. Uh, the manga is his life. <laughs> right. Right. So <laughs> this, this is his his origin story. Yeah. yeah. This is my origin story, it's guys. Audio book. <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, uh, it, it actually all started like back you know during the O level period, like sec five. Oh. Right? I was thinking like what to do. Uh, what what kind of like course I want to take in poly. Uh-huh. Initially, it was something like animation. Like, because uh, I want to do something related to art at the time, mm. right? Um, but I didn't make it for the cut-off point, actually. And then uh, when I received the result for what uh, course I got, it was this course called, I think it was something like web design. Oh, wait, right. for wait, which, which, which poly? Just say, just say, wait, only. RP, right? Oh, and okay, okay. I was kind of like, uh, at the point of time, I was like, I kind of thinking, yeah, you know, if I can't get anything else, this is fine. I, I guess I can live with that, right? But then, uh, I mentioned this on my part-time job at the time, and there was this person who was in that course telling me not to take it. Like, in the web design course. Right, he was telling me, oh, it's not a nice course, You, I don't think you're... Yeah. Oh, he, he said, don't take the course because he knows what you're capable of, or it's just that... No, not, oh. so, not so much what I'm capable of, but, but he, he, he was sharing his experience with me. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and the way he put it, it didn't sound like something I wanted to uh, like, get into. Uh, so it's not your pre- preferred course. Uh. Yeah, it's not. So I thought really hard, like I should definitely get a feel for it, but I didn't, I didn't know as like, uh, immediately like what course I want to take. So I, I thought really hard and then I was thinking like, what other interests do I have other than like animation or like, drawing that mm. I can get into? And it didn't came to me like until that specific period when I was like, oh wait, you know, video games has always been there. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it, it applies to all of us, right? Yeah. I don't know I don't know for Afik, but for me, I I still chose that this certain course because of games. games video games. Yeah. So I'm kinda curious like how how do they make video games actually? Even though the course that we go into it doesn't really uh, go in depth hmm. but it's more of, more of like an introduction hmm. to creating video games right. but for you how how did you manage to uh, cement your your decision to your, your passion uh, your passion of you know making games uh, from that point onwards so I think there is a game very specific game that I played and maybe thought I want to do something like that and that game was The Legend of Zelda The Wind Music Ooh, that's oh, that's a great game, bro. Yeah. Oh, GameCube, GameCube. Oh, oh my yeah. god, GameCube. Yeah, there, there, there's a remaster, right? Right, right. On the yeah, Wii. yes, yeah. yeah on the Wii. Wii. I don't have a Wii. I wish I had a remaster. Yeah, man. Yeah. Never mind. We buy for you. No, oh, really? 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 I know money. <laughs> ask, ask. Uh, help me. I also know money. <laughs> help me. I, I need to go hospital. Yeah, yeah. So like, uh. I, I, yeah, I don't really know a lot of people that own the GameCube back then. So, like, I, I, the closest friend that I have at the time had an Xbox, mostly. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. it was kind of like a big difference because, like, Xbox had, like, Halo and all that. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. Xbox represent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, but for me, when I played Wind Waker, that game still feel very fresh to me. Uh, mm. This may be a very strong opinion about it. But I think it's like there isn't a game better. Like it's it's the it's the game. It's wow. the perfect game. Even Breath of the Wilds. Yeah, I actually think this is better than Breath of the Wilds. Oh, seriously? <laughs> I think I think my in my opinion, uh, yeah. I think Breath of the Wild is good. I'm not gonna get it. I think they they change up the formula pretty well, uh, and it is definitely a fresh take because 
most people never who never played Fresh uh, Breath of the Wild can get into it. Mm-hmm. But as someone who has played quite a number of like Zelda games, especially the 3D ones, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't feel as it, it's a bit uh quite a big change. It's a deviation from the formula. There, there is still like you know the the DNA of the Legend of Zelda in it, uh-huh. but it's it's kind of like a, a quite a big rewrite of the DNA. I like, think the DNA is more visual rather than the the way the game plays, right? Yeah, are the puzzle solving parts still still, still there? Still yeah, there, yeah. Mm. yeah that, that's the thing. Like the the puzzles in uh the Wind Waker, right? It's like a very good textbook example of like if you want to look at uh, game design, level design, and stuff, which is why which is why like. I, I see oh. it as like the game that is like, it has a very simple but uh, intriguing story. I think he and me share the same thing because like for him um, Wind Waker was the game uh-huh. for me Darksiders was the game uh, and Darksiders I had the first one Ooh. and yeah. the, the first Darksiders has a lot of similarities to the Legend of Zelda franchise also because yeah. mm. they, they, they took inspiration from that RPG puzzle solving uh, like, combo yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably. So that, okay, so for you, we make the I think yeah. for me, it would be uh, Final Fantasy. Oh, each one. Yeah, actually, oh. to be honest, now uh, there's a lot of craze about seven, right? Yeah. And, and I'm a huge fan of seven, but I actually started off with eight on the PS One because one thing is like it's the first ever game that I got that is so the story is so immersive and it's a huge world out there uh, in the game. I mean, <laughs> and there's a lot of like the all, all those like battles and all those very uh, attractive characters and their own storyline, it, it really intrigues me though. And for, furthermore, like last time, there are some games that you need like three to four discs to play the whole game, right? Yeah. Because the, the console... Every time you reach uh, a certain point, <laughs> please change the disc. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. The disc itself cannot even like, contain the whole story. Uh, mm, exactly. Yeah. So last last time, there's only a, a amount of Things that you can. I think really CD-ROM maximum yeah. is like what eight eight hundred MB or oh, one one gig or something like that. Uh. Yeah, yeah, it was oh. more than that. Yeah, it was eight hundred something MB. Oh yeah. Wow. Then I DVD was like a bit more. Yeah, I think eh? four gigs or something like that. Yeah, is DVD is four point seven gigs. I remember. Oh. I remember because I was researching like uh piracy and stuff. I uh, like how many movies can uh, fit. Yeah, but piracy CD. is wrong, guys. Don't don't do it. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do it. Uh. Yeah, don't do it. Say no to piracy. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but you can watch One Piece. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, but aside from like all this like, starting of your games, right? Is that the first game that you had for GameCube? Uh, no, actually, I have a number of games. I mean, GameCube is definitely not my first game that oh. I ever played. Oh. What was the first GameCube game you played? The first GameCube game I ever played, I think, was... Uh, Super Smash Brothers actually. Super Ooh, Smash Brothers. Oh, game. Really, eh? right. yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And that was a huge introduction to like four of Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I believe oh. Nintendo they re- make a lot of games that are childhood classics. Mm, childhood yeah. classics yeah. Are. Like even though you see seen all those like open not no open world like racing games, all that is very typical. Mm. But I, I I believe that a lot of Nintendo games, like their idea is like they always make creative games. They are not really uh, following so-called like uh, proper the norm, uh, the norm. Uh, yeah. it was like um, for, for what I say probably they, they would try to make it very iconic especially like the the characters are very icon- iconic it's like not not the typical <coughs> the typical human 
figure or what mm-hmm. they, they have yeah. like mm-hmm. you no know, Mario and Luigi is like they're, yeah. they're not really proportionately <laughs> very human they're, they're kind of like mascots uh, yeah, exactly. like, you know, they're yeah. killing Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the one thing I noticed about Nintendo games personally, because like okay, honestly for myself I'm not really like a fan of it, but it's not for like the reasons where I, oh, I don't like Nintendo ever. It's just like I'm not <laughs> I just don't have the interest in it now. But <laughs> I, I I noticed like Nintendo's like so called turn of uh the century per se, like where they really like flip into that that overdrive of like crazy wacky games is their GameCube era. Yeah. yeah, like that, be, that before true. that, like a lot of the games were like following the same uh, blueprints, I would say, of 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 how to create games. Like you have like the the Metroidvania genre, yeah. which was very common in like the Game Boy and before eras. Yeah, the then, the SNES era. Yeah, then that's where they slowly like branched out into like more and more wacky things, and then they have their own formula of their own by the time GameCube was released, which mm. I think was quite cool. Yeah. Because actually, um, I think for I think probably some listeners who don't know what actually the GameCube is actually, yeah, it's actually it's just a cube that plays games. Yeah, technically, uh, the GameCube is a console uh, under Nintendo. If you, uh, I think probably it came out during like two thousand one. Yeah, two thousand one. Yeah, and then it's like actually uh, coincides with the PS one and. PS two. PS two and Xbox. Ah, yeah. uh, okay. So so it was during that time. I think probably like uh people. Uh, the people here probably will uh recognize the PS2 obviously and Xbox, yeah. but yeah, yeah. GameCube I think probably not so. Right. Yeah, it it wasn't it didn't really sound very well if I remember. Because it was like the transition period between the Nintendo 64, right? Right. Uh, yeah, because so, yeah, Nintendo yeah. 64 was like the start of like um having all the 3D models. Right, right, right. Then the GameCube is just an upgrade to it. Right. Yeah, but I uh, yeah, I mean it's quite sad uh, because um. Like I I I so know about GameCube, but not not many people I know plays GameCube. Mm. Mm. Or not many people are actually aware of it. Actually, mm. yeah. are aware of like these old consoles. Mm. Now, aside from GameCube, like, do you experience any other like um vintage consoles? Oh, consoles like? like, uh, please. Oh, okay, what, what was your you you share what was your first console experience or like the any game console experience, and then you share like your other console experience. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, the first one that I have the most fond memory is definitely the Mega Drive. Ooh. Uh, for, for Wait, I, what, what's Sega what's Mega Drive? Yeah, yeah. Oh. So for like the people who don't know what Mega Drive is, because that's what commonly is known in the U- European and uh, Japan region, Asia mm. region. In the US, it's called the Genesis. Oh, yeah. oh yes. Oh, oh, right. oh here they call it Mega Drive. Right. Oh, I never heard before. Yeah, same. Mine okay. is the Model Two Mega Drive Two. Which so, is in oh. US called it's still the Sega it's still Genesis, Genesis yeah. but yeah. It's, it's basically like the PS4 Slim uh, something like that yeah. it's, a, it's a slightly smaller improved model yeah. improved version okay, is it the 16-bit the 32-bit the <laughs> yeah, yeah 16-bit the 16-bit oh, yeah. yeah. is, is, is it yours the so it's a slimmer version is it uh, I actually don't really know what's the difference between like the different models. I think it's probably yeah. the chipsets and stuff inside. Right, right, right. Yeah. Because because I know I think there's like the old one which is like the flat one. Then then the I think the new model is like clunky vision. I think. Mm, I think so. I don't have the first model, so I don't really know. Okay, oh, I think right. I think probably one. Uh, but okay. yeah, I know the first okay. model was the the iconic one because it has that circular design with the reddish purple ring and then it says 16 bit it looks Ah. like a super chunky PS1 yeah (laughs) (laughs) right but actually the Mega Drive how how do you manage to get that that it's quite old it is very old (laughs) the reason I know about it older than us eh, yeah I know Mm. I was (laughs) 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 
Okay. So, right. so how, how how do you get it? Right. So actually, uh, it, it, back then, right, my mom do play these games. Oh wow. Right. Right. Oh, so anyway, it's like a a generational generation yeah, yeah. passed down. Oh, okay. So the reason the oh. reason I know about Mega Drive and I know about like the, the old games and stuff like it's because yeah, my mom bought these games. She played and she also like you know. Introduce. Chef, let's allow us to play and stuff like that. Wow. And we frequent the artists a lot, so. Oh, wow, that's good. I mean, oh. my mom passed me um, a beat down. No, I mean, my mom passed me uh, uh, educational stuff, uh, not games. Uh. Yes, yes. My mother teaches yeah. me how to cook egg, I think. No, <laughs> yeah. My mom teaches me how to cook water. <laughs> cook rice, yeah. But my mother, she never passed me any game stuff. Eh. Not fair, no, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, different parents. Eh. But yeah, I, I, I find it very interesting though <laughs> that your, uh, your mother plays it and then she passes it on to you. I, I mean, she's not that strict about like... Yeah, Actually, she's not strict. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's still strict like, oh, you know, we, we need to stay in school and stuff like yeah, that. It's more of like she, she shares like that same hobby so she knows how it feels like to yeah. want to she, play. She's yeah. alright with us playing games. She, she, she don't think that, you know, video games is bad for us or anything. Mm, wow. it's, it's just like going to the playground to her. Oh, like that's it's fine for us to go to playground. That's very rare for a, for a parent to have that. And kind that's of very forward thinking because now, like the mm. parents nowadays, is all just I nah, give you game, then you don't disturb me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, is right. a, which is in itself, you may think it's a good thing, but it's not. Uh, it's a bad thing. Uh. Yeah, but the, she, yeah, the way the way your mom did it was good. Uh. She do play with us. Yeah. Like, oh, the funny, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Right. The fondest oh. memory was watching her play uh, Super Mario World. Right, Ooh. and we have the we have the Sega Saturn, and the best thing about it was playing uh, Saturn Bomberman. Ooh. Oh my God, Bomberman! Bomberman, yeah. The one, the one is you play. Yeah, uh, do you play together with your mom? Yeah, yeah. not not just my mom. Like everyone, like I oh. play with my brother, my sister, our relatives also sometimes. Right, oh, that was nice. like the fondest memory of my childhood. Just Bomberman, man. Just Bomberman. Oh, that's that's very good, eh? Because one thing, like like all the, the normal, you know parents they have that mindset of like uh especially last time in mm, the in yeah, the nineties yeah. like they don't really promote people playing games as like a uh actual proper thing for children to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People don't consider games as a good activity. Yeah, yeah. but you see now yeah, nowadays, now everyone's playing it's like, games. It's like part of humanity bro. Because <laughs> COVID bro. <laughs> uh, exactly. Especially this is it's like written in history really. I, yeah. um God is like telling you, hey, play games, it's better. Here's COVID. <laughs> yeah. That means like now now, now it's like you see every uh every generation is like playing. Uh, you see your grandmother play Pokemon Go. Uh, your <laughs> yes, little yeah, brother exactly. play uh, don't know, uh, then your Candy class, play Candy Candy play <laughs> your mother play Candy Class. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a wide range of uh, spectrum for different generations. Mm, uh, like yeah. Pokemon Go, PS4, PS5 now. And also even even the I think a lot of uh traditional games like the Tamagotchi also coming back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the Digimon all, oh man. I want buy, sir. That's so retro. But there's the thing about like games, uh, the more retro it is, like the better it feels like uh, it it's like you um you know, like how in fashion people wear all the skinny jeans, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's all like in the old days that they are fashion. Yeah. Eh. I mean, it's it's a it's a cycle, lah. Like every time you see mm. something new, it's not really new. It's it's it harkens back to the old days. It's like recycled yeah, ideas. Yeah, like say, let's say like what you mentioned, fashion like ripped jeans and skinny jeans. There was mm. like a certain era that it came from, but there was also like the baggy jeans era. Oh. Same same for games. Ah, uh, bell yeah. bottoms. Yeah. yeah. Same, baggy same jeans era coming back though. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah, like the, same for games. Yeah, uh. it's the, there's a there's an aesthetic to like looking at something like, you know, from the past and then it's like, how will you yeah. look like 
right now. In a way, it's a, it's a way for, for us humans in the modern day to relieve a bygone era, yeah. which I yeah. think is a good good thing. Uh. No, not bygone, the spray. But it's become a culture. It's like yeah. a retro culture for you know, people to preserve. Uh. Yeah. Mm. Preservation is already more... It's more easily accessible and, and doable. Yeah, in the exactly. Age, yeah. I think but if you try to um, take it in a, like, a game kind of perspective, it's a remastered. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> remastered. Remastered then got the save point all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but the, preser- the preservation thing bothers me a lot, man. Like, my GameCube recently again, the Blazer doesn't work again. Oh, oh no, you can't read this again and I, I need to fix that again. Oh, you man. My parts, uh. So, yeah. so, so do that or... Uh, get new GameCube is it? Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's quite sad. <sighs> yeah, that's the thing. Like th- those things are probably gonna leave outlive us. Oh yeah, yeah man. True. Would you? Sorry, uh, we are gonna outlive them. Ah, <laughs> oh, you're not not them. The plastic will never go away. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. But we will rot yeah. in the in the ground. Uh, so like, yeah. Well, would there be plastic humans in, <laughs> in the next generation? Cyberpunk. That's right, bro. It's all part of the conspiracy, man. Do you still have your GameCube with you? Yeah, I still have it. Definitely. Would you pass it down to your next, like your kids in the future? Oh, definitely. I would definitely do that. So you would be like uh, recycling the ideas of your how your mom like introduced to you uh, playing games and all. Recycling <laughs> ideas, I guess in some way, but hand, not hand me down. Uh. Yeah, hand me down. Uh, but I I don't know. Like, I think I think that. Uh, definitely if I ever have kids in the future I definitely want them to like you know I want to share uh, to them oh this is how it's like back then uh, for me mm. what games were like back then I'm not sure whether they would appreciate it you know mm. that's a whole different uh, story in the future for me mm. yeah. or maybe like you can start with like things that were from your your era la, which is like the PS3 PS4 or PS2 yeah, for yeah. that matter right I think yeah. it's a PS1 Yes, from PS2 era, yeah. Because yeah. no denying that the games now are definitely better, mm. right? And, you know, and it's becoming more convenient to play games as compared to back then. Right? Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. For, for the GameCube, right, I have to hook it on a CRT TV oh my. to get oh. the best experience of it. Right? You, you, can't, you can't put it on a, a CD TV. Right. Right? You can, but the you experience can. won't be the same. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> the, the upscaling is going to look yeah. very weird. And, yeah, all, all those things are something to, to put take into consideration and say uh, whether they think it's like oh, really cool at all I think it's really like dependent on mm-hmm. I think there are some companies that are trying to preserve that and also update the the console so, so yeah, yeah. they, like they the... change the wires into HDMI yeah, yeah, yeah. most definitely it's actually Nintendo in the first place I mean Nintendo mm-hmm. Switch they have this Nintendo Switch Online which uh, they introduce like all the old games like the NES yeah, yeah. the mm-hmm. SNES is like um it's just uh, putting in all the old games into the Switch, yeah. um, the, the Switch console. Yeah, console. So, so basically, uh, you can play all the older games but on the Switch console yeah. and, we, and with like better graphics. Yeah, yeah. I thought that for those console players who have the old discs and cartridges, there's stuff like Polymega and like other emulation consoles. Oh, those third parties. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's quite a cool thing to see. Yeah, it's, like a, it's a it's a new wave of retro coming. It's a nostalgia factor. There's a strong community for it. Yeah, and uh, the the big difference is you can save your game. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, can, you can save, save your game without worrying about the the so called memory being corrupted. Yeah, or passwords. Oh my god! Oh my god. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I remember all the old games. They have like, long passwords just to save your game. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, yeah. 
Okay, but aside from that, I'm for your in your free time. I seen your Insta story. You've been you know starting off with like miniature mm-hmm. models. Yeah, yeah. It's like how how okay how did you start? You know, starting those model things. Like what inspired you to actually get into that? <laughs> yeah. So uh, it started around like actually around two years back. Like it just sort of like uh, I was looking back at some of the older toys that I had because you know when you're clearing out the room. You, you tend to bring up old stuff. Oh, yeah. I used to uh, own this, like, sort of like, a dollhouse that my sister had. Uh, Barbie doll, Some Yeah, Barbie doll, actually. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> this is going to get really weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, we didn't really, we, we didn't really care about that Barbie doll. Like, the first thing we saw that was, like, throwing in the garbage can. And uh, we just cared about that very the specific, house. yeah, the, it was like a bakery. I think it was a bakery Ooh. set. Oh. Right. Then it had those, like, little tiny cakes. It had, uh, like, it had a cash register, Whoa. cash register, with tiny little banknotes inside. Whoa! Whoa. Wow! Yeah. That's detailed. Man. I remember, like, yeah, as kids, right? Like, I would bring out my action figures, you know, the power and, and, and action figures, and my sister would bring out her dolls. Dolls. Uh-huh. Like, we have like po- these Pokemon figurines, like very oh. cute, very accurate figurines. And it's like we'll play house with the, with oh the my freaking God. bakery. <laughs> I'm like, that was a very uh, on memory. And I look today, I look at like all the modern versions of the things that sort of like resemble that like the figurines mm-hmm. picture figurines how the monitors I'm like you know what could I make accessories for for these figurines because like oh. when you buy a let's say you buy like a SHP gun right you buy the Kamen Rider SHP gun oh, yeah, you're yeah. just gonna get like you know the basic stuff that, that specific yeah. rider is gonna yeah, get the belt the, the sword the yeah. gun yeah but what if I wanna make that Kamen Rider look like he's drinking something you know like he, he's <laughs> trying to get drunk or something <laughs> how would he uh, go through the helmet <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we don't think too far uh, in that one yeah. <laughs> but yeah what if I wanna what if I wanna like uh, do that and I remember like going on Twitter like, going on YouTube I see a lot of like this custom figurines like made by people from the community I also look to see like there's this whole set of like miniatures made by people mm-hmm. and they look very realistic I'm like how did they manage to make something like as small as a 10 cent coin like, yeah it's, like, oh my god like, it's very meticulous with meticulous detail somewhere very detailed but how okay Um, how many of those things do you have like the the tiniest one uh, that you've made what is it that's why I haven't really made a lot of it, but I think the, the smallest one I made so far uh was the was the green packs one recently. Oh yeah, I saw oh. that one, yeah. Got the green tea. Yeah, <laughs> the green tea, I seventy Milo. Oh my god. Yeah, I can't actually use the brands, so it's like yeah, I just made them up. <laughs> the layout la. Just uh repeated the layout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you would you make that into like your own personal business? Like selling those off? Like I I've seen some people they use that and put it like earrings. Yeah, yeah. 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 Would you think to have it like a business to you? I I don't, I'm not sure about business, but I like I'll I'll probably like make it like a how do I put it like I would definitely like maybe start like a separate Instagram account and just sort of uh, show it showcase yeah. uh, for yeah. now, just showcasing our portfolio. Right, good. Eh? Yeah. It's a different set skill for you to have. Right. Okay, but okay lah. Um, I think we've covered most of the things that you've done in your personal yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. yeah but origin story. Yeah, the origin is done. Now it's yeah. on to... Extended origin story. <laughs> I think, yeah. I think it's the part where probably... Um, the the um, prologue is done. Now it's mm-hmm. the main story. Yeah, but probably <laughs> what everyone uh, listeners want to hear about is like how you, as a game designer... Yeah, how, yes. what is your experience as a game mm-hmm. designer in a triple A game company yeah. which is Ubisoft. Yes. Mm-hmm. The company that creates uh, Assassin's Creed um... Prince of Persia. Oh my god, yes. Prince of Persia. The Division. 
Uh, it's all, all these amazing games. Uh, we but, see. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> but before we... As a junior junior game designer, right? As a junior game designer working in a AAA game company. Ooh, junior game designer. Uh, oh. Actually, okay. So my official title is Junior Quest Designer. Oh, oh wow. wow. I, I mean, it's not a, a real position or it's just... It is a, it's considered like only in the company they call it... Like, yeah. like Star Wars, in, in Lucasfilm, they call the... Yeah, workers like what Jedi or something. What other oh. one? Is, is it is it is it something like you? Uh, what Ubisoft does also? Or oh, no, no, no. just like a legit role. Oh, like. yeah, yeah, like oh, okay, yeah. Like uh, when, I want to ask. Uh, I mean, if they did that. They were just cast assassins, right? Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> Ooh, Junior assassins. Templars. Nothing is true. Everything is true. Okay, but before we start, there, like, how how do you start becoming um like what made you cement your position as a junior game designer? Yeah. So uh, I actually started off as an intern there uh, oh. for Assassin's Creed Origins. Right? Oh. Right. Then uh, after which I uh, finished my NS, I came out and I went back to Ubisoft. Oh, I, you, yeah. sorry, sorry to interject you. Yeah, no. uh, did you become an intern before you start NS or after? Uh, before. before. Like before. during our school during internship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. He was one of the lucky assholes. <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. It's not. 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 It's internet I hear tong tong <laughs> I like wow this one I think end of the my internet become more oh. ladies <laughs> okay so when you when you join uh, Ubisoft as a junior game designer right yeah. is, what was your, your first experience when you entered the, the whole place uh, so okay to be specific it's actually level designer uh, oh yeah. level so um when I first like, uh, went in, right, def- there was definitely like a, a lot of tension for me because mm. you know it's a new environment and it's a triple A yeah, game company. Yeah, right. So it's like it's huge. There's sort of this like stress, like oh no, you know, I'm with the big leagues, you know, yeah. that kind of feeling, right? You know, I'm <laughs> I'm just a tiny, tiny speck of dust compared to all these shining <laughs> ones, shiny stars, you know. But yes, uh, yeah. Oh my god. That that was how it felt. But when I when I was actually doing work, it stopped feeling that way because. Uh, okay, for the most part, you know, it's a learning experience. For me, mm. Right? We it's, it's definitely different from uh, every other uh, every company uh, regardless of where you go. Like, every company has different processes. Mm. So there's definitely that uh, feeling like you know, unfi- uh, unfamiliarity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, but were, uh, it, everyone was very helpful with helping me like slowly transition in. So if there was something I didn't know, I could just ask. You know, that, that there was always that feeling like, oh, you know, I think they're too busy for me. Right? Ah, okay, okay. So you feel bad for asking, is it? Yeah, yeah, I feel bad uh, for asking. Yeah. Right, but but they are all very uh helpful. They mm-hmm. they are. If you if you didn't know something, they are mm-hmm. happy to help you. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, I'm very grateful for that. And yeah, so so it's like every everybody there is uh very nice and uh it, you have you if you go in with a learning attitude. I think that's the one that uh, is very important. And I'm glad that, you know, uh, they were very open to me about, you know, don't worry about not knowing. anything. Yeah, just ask. Uh, I you think can, you can go yeah. in an idiot and come out smart yeah. by just having the <laughs> tenacity and, yeah. and, and, and the wonder to, to, to learn. Yeah, you, I mean, that, that's the thing about, you know, pretty much every job, I think. Because yeah. like you, 
you get to learn very uh, interesting stuff on your job. Depending on you know, the job as well. You know. I think that's the most important thing uh, for any any job that you you join, especially for a full time, right? You definitely want to know about how the people there work, how how does the job, you know, um, the things that you do, you don't even know what you're supposed to do actually. So for every job that you go to, the, the most important thing is to just ask. Uh, hmm. when, when I know the one job you don't need to know anything. Uh, safe entry. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you need to know how to scan yeah, yeah. apart from that you, you need to know what temperature <laughs> must <Yeah>. trigger <laughs> is it cent, uh, a centimeter or Celsius or Fahrenheit Kelvin's <laughs> oh yeah that's another one but okay lah but uh, in that certain game company was there like any or what is your inspiration to actually keep you like, going on in that company well, the inspiration is definitely like you know. Was there any person or anything that like keeps you, you know, pushing? Uh, anything. No, I don't think there's a very specific person, but like there is definitely like a thing of like this sort of appreciation that you hear from like the community, uh, uh. from the fans and stuff like that. Uh, there, there's something about you know making something and then putting it on there and you hear like people saying things about that positive things a bit negative as well actually uh-huh. there's this like very gratifying feeling about it like somebody knows that you uh, did that, something yeah you did something like even if they don't know you actually being the one mm-hmm. who did that specific thing it's a it's a very uh, gratifying feeling yeah it feels very rewarding about it so I guess that's, a, that's one of the key mm-hmm. motivators to, that, that keeps me going for uh, being in Ubisoft and all Oh, it's like, you know, doing your homework, you study a lot. Then the gratifying feeling is when you get high scores for that, that exam uh, that you yeah. study on. No. Okay. I, I don't know, like, you get a, you get a hit pad for doing a good job. That's, that's ah, good. Okay. <laughs> oh. I think people, yeah, some, sometimes people would tend to, like, in, in every person, there's always like certain expectations, right? That they want to achieve. Maybe if, like for you, your expectation, why would you put it as like every time you create or do something in your workplace, is your expectation low or would you just like, you know, I'm doing this for the job or I'm doing this because I love making games? Like, what would you think would be a better uh, mindset to have when working? I mean, definitely if you go into the job, you want to feel some level of passion for it. Like if you do it just as a job, not to suggest that uh, if you do it as a job, you know, you won't do a good one. Mm-hmm. Far from it. I, I think that, you know, if you see it in a professional mindset, you can do a good job even if you see it just as a job. But for, for the case of like, you know, working as a game developer, I think you need some level of passion to your work. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, you know, we are not machines. Mm-hmm. We are not sure, machines. Sure. We, if we are just machines, we can, you know, just keep working all day long. Right? But we are not. And we, we have... Uh, the, the thing I appreciate about working in Ubisoft is uh, having input in the things I work on. Right? Mm. So it, it feels like uh, something that is made by me. It definitely feels like something that is made by me and also the team that work together with me. That's not, it feels very like uh, the, the amount of like, uh, passion put into it and the kind of like uh, input everybody has in it. It becomes a very unique thing. It's a melting pot of passion. Yes, yes. Mm. Yeah, it's a melting wow. pot of passion. That's a, that's a great analogy yeah. and that's considering like we all come from different backgrounds so, so, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. we are all, all humans we all have a 
we all have our own origin stories. Yeah. Mm, and that all adds to <laughs> the, the story of, you know, how mm. it came to be. I, you know, you can say like, as every game, there's always like a personal touch of everyone. And that's like the final product, which is interesting. Eh? It's like, every, every time, like, you know, how certain jobs, they always like, get new people. Then the, the product that they come up with, sometimes it might be different than previous mm-hmm. ones. Oh, but it's interesting, like, I think for game companies, it's more rewarding because it's something that people outside can even experience and play. It's a very immersive experience as compared to other normal, not, not normal, other jobs in general. That's why I feel game designer jobs are very, uh, you can actually see the result. Yeah, I think, I think it's more of like a creative, um, creative careers as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah, stuff yeah. you do is always rewarding because whether or not people enjoy the things that you create, the fact of the matter is you created something, yeah. you put it out there, you get the feedback. There's there's actual feedback telling you like, hey, this thing doesn't work or this thing works great, keep going. Yeah, 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 yeah. But okay, yeah. for aside from that though, what is your most like what's the most cherished moment in your experience as a game designer? Overall. Mm. Like in general, like just working or like the whole the whole okay, maybe when you join Ubisoft, uh, like what's the most cherished moment so far? Yeah, so far. So far. Oh, that's actually very soon actually. Uh <laughs> we ship uh you Assassin's ship, Creed. Oh, uh, Bahara. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I hear sorry. something different. <laughs> ship ship. Okay, okay, okay. Like, we we recently released uh Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh right. And uh I actually worked on one of the so called world events uh in the game. And uh, originally, I thought like, you know, it's just going to be a passing thing. Not, not much people are going to know about it. Uh-huh. And you know, it's never going to be mentioned. Uh, but a few weeks later, I think, uh, I, someone wrote a Reddit, Reddit post about that whole event that I worked on. And nice, nice. It, it, actually, it was actually kind of touching. To see that someone actually take that specific moment. It's like very fulfilling. Uh. Very I, I remember going through uh, quite a number of iterations for it. Okay. And, you know, I'm glad that it turned out well and people like it. You know, nice, nice. It warms my heart that it warms their heart. <clears throat> oh. Yeah, that's, that's a, it's a beautiful thing uh, to, to work. It is one of the few things that people appreciate when they are working as a, as in a game company especially. Mm. But actually, how, how does it feel like to, you know, when for people who join a big company or people who join a small company, what do you think is like the difference between these two kind of a workspace? Uh? Like I'm sure there's a lot of work cultures in different places, right? Mm-hmm. But is there like a very uh, drastic difference between a, working for a big and a small company? Uh, I can't speak for you know, small companies yeah, yeah, okay, okay. because I, I have not worked yeah, for in your opinion a uh, small company. Uh, I, I guess I can say that definitely working in a big company, the, the you work with a lot more people. Mm. Uh, and for, for, for example, it's like, you know, when I work in Ubisoft, I don't just work with the people in Singapore. I work with people from overseas. Uh, right. Yeah. I work oh. with uh, other studios members as well. You know, it's a, it's a co- cooperation from many different developers. Yeah. Uh, I guess for smaller skills, they have the benefit that it's a smaller team, it's easier to manage, and but but there's also the issue of you know you kind of you, you can't really look at your scope 
you know, with how much people you know. Mm, Main power, is it? Yeah, but that's even the case for like the big companies because you don't want everyone to, uh, you know, be burn out from just working on the same thing for too long. And and yeah, it's, it's all about like, you know, having good management and stuff like that. So I would say that there is a difference, but it's all about managing that difference properly as well. Uh, speaking of managing, like what, uh, Chin, okay, I'm sure we all went through that COVID phase, right? And was was there any like drastic difference to your own lifestyle when you had to like change from the structure of how you work and stuff? Yeah, the normal working structure before and after COVID or during COVID. Yes, but uh, the transition was surprisingly smooth. In fact, because to begin with, a lot of our infrastructure is already online, right? and uh, we have like uh, we can work remotely. You know, like with with especially since you all cooperate a lot with the overseas studios, right? Right, right, right. So we we're already working with like uh, them online anyway. So it's it's a sort of already like you know integrated that we can transition well in it, and uh, of course it was not easy at the beginning. You know, yeah, for yeah. some of us it's like you know we're not used to working at home and stuff exactly. like that. And some of us like how to take care of our family, mm. you know, during this time period. But uh, the transition was uh, smooth. You have kids? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nope. What a random question. <laughs> Who are for that man? <laughs> Just say the beginning. <laughs> if uh, if I were to have kids, oh, yeah. you ask kids now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if if you will have kids at home, then you work from home. Is I uh, definitely crazy, will be harder. Yeah, much, I can much see harder. my colleagues all like they like running around mm. with the kids. Oh man, have I, to like yeah, have to feed them, play with them while doing work. It's there, crazy. there was a lot of the uh people like recording for meeting. Then suddenly all the kids like yeah, running around. Coming yeah. around. <laughs> Even the cats like cover the camera. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the backdrop of the. It's like Mr. Fluffy. <laughs> then he put the cat down. It's, yeah. like, it's, it's a to be honest, it's more of a, like a personal touch to all those meetings. Right. Like, I mean, like, yeah. yeah, it kind of represents like the more humane factor of businesses. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's cool yeah. to me. <clears throat> as as you mentioned, right? Like yeah. For example, meetings, that's the one thing that I think was the drastic change because like, you know, mm. you, we, we rarely meet face-to-face because of yeah. that everything is on, I think online. I the, the one thing that everyone misses, uh, as much as they probably may or may not miss working in the office, the, the human interaction, like the face-to-face human yeah. interaction, yeah. it's a very different feeling. Do you have yeah. a, a backdrop every time you do meetings? Like you behind? Oh, you don't have. Yeah, work. So only voice. <laughs> so uh. Yeah, only voice. Oh. So, so, so when you finally go back to work, then everyone will look at you like, yeah, who who are you? <laughs> yeah, they're not, they're not gonna recognize me, man. <laughs> but your you were last time you were different. I mean, the, the way you dress. I or... assume I look different. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest, uh, you still look as how yeah, you were you, last you time. Look, yeah. You look like you were. Like you still funny. maintain your young features. Eh? I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, it is a compliment. <laughs> you, you still look like Hideo Kojima. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is a Hideo Kojima look like. <laughs> your, your biggest inspiration. Is he is an inspiration. Yeah, yeah man. I mean, I'm sure you... I don't deny that. Yeah, I'm sure you played a lot of his uh, Metal Gear Solid games, right? Yeah, quite a number of them. I still <clears> haven't played... I still have some I haven't played, but yeah, I'll definitely get to them. Uh, the Death Stranding? I played Death Stranding. Oh, okay. I haven't played it here. Yeah. yeah, I want to buy. Do you have a PS4? <laughs> yes. I can borrow you the copy. <gasps> oh, oh shit. Yeah, but Death Stranding is the one the, 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 the character he carry back and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just walk around yeah. mindlessly. You know, <laughs> I mean, I just, I just know the game is just the main character. On the surface, uh, you know the game. Yeah, he's, he's just carrying stuff. I just want the game because there's the crossover with Cyberpunk. The oh, yeah. <laughs> but that was only the PC version. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm a PC player, uh, so okay. Uh. Yeah. Hey, what can I uh, borrow me? <laughs> but no, I think school, school. not the right time. Uh. Mm. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll, I'll text you if I yeah, <laughs> sure no want to get. 
Okay lah. I'm sure a lot of people would, uh, they are curious of how, you know, game designers, how uh, does it feel like to actually start being a game designer in a company, especially in Singapore. I'm sure there's a lot of like differences when you work in Singapore than in overseas, right? But for you, in your opinion, like, what what advice would you give to, you know, other people who wants to join game industry as a game de- designer? Mm. Any helpful tips or advice? Uh? I, I would say that they need to be open to learn. That's definitely something that I have to, uh, during my time in the software, mm. uh, I learned to... Uh, I learned to learn. I guess that's the way to. <laughs> uh, because because you know, uh, learn, learn to adapt. Uh, is that not is just that... adapt? Like be open to new ideas as well as like uh, taking criticism, stuff. yeah, all that kind of thing. So like uh, a good example, like to say is I'm not a very uh, big fan of say RPG. Right. Mm. So uh, it, it's definitely something that you know it's I would consider to be not uh, my strong suit, but I can appreciate. Uh, certain RPG elements because if, if you play quite a number of games you know that some games have RPG elements mm. that, that does not mean they are RPGs mm. there's, a, there's a huge debate about whether the, the Zelda games are RPGs yeah. I personally yeah. don't think they are yeah, I technically know. Uh, puzzle RPGs are. Yeah, they have elements but they, yeah. that doesn't necessarily put them on the same category what is considered like a proper RPG game for you? An example, a game? Yeah, a game. Something that you've played before maybe. Is, is Persona 5 an RPG game? It's a JRPG. J- Japanese RPG. Right. Yeah, sure JRPG would be like the Final Fantasy stuff. Or oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a huge fan of both. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, what is considered a, a normal RPG game? Something like Skyrim and The Witcher mm. is a good example. Although they will also like kind of fall into the category of like action. Uh, adventure mm. games, yeah. But I think I think that's the thing with like um the modern like generation of games uh. like you mix multiple genres yeah, yeah, yeah. to create a better game. Yeah. So, like let's say Borderlands for example. Yeah. It's an RPG shooter. Uh, ah. Yeah. yeah. I think nowadays all the games don't have a specific one genre. Yeah. But There's always a mix and match of every but certain. The, yeah. But the genre they are marketed at uh, is usually like a vague genre just to like tell people oh look you shoot people or you kill people with a sword yeah, that kind yeah. of thing more so than an actual label of what it represents as a game there's yeah. also some games that they even create a genre out of two games yeah. uh, it's a, a very good example would be the Metroidvania yeah, yeah. Like they con- combine like Metroid and Castlevania because of how the there are a lot of games that is very uh, similar to these two yeah, games it's an yeah, yeah. overlapping style of the platforming yeah like, so and it becomes an actual yeah. uh, genre or subgenre I guess you, yeah. you can say that yeah, yeah for, I, for it's games. a subgenre of platforming games yeah. so so going back on the question right uh, there, there's so many everybody has like their own preferences mm. and all of their like different knowledge of like uh, what they know about the Mm. So right, some some people just prefer RPG more. Some people prefer like action games more. You know, it could be people also who just exclusively play arrow fighting games, yeah, right? Yeah. But everybody has like a knowledge of something, right? And we we sort of just share with each other. Right? You may not uh, maybe see it right now, mm-hmm. but as you work uh, along the way, you realize that oh, you know, there are some things from certain kinds of games, right? You can appreciate. You, you should go in with that uh, idea that you're going to learn uh, all these different things from different people. And it's not just, yeah, it's not just specific to genre, by the way. Uh, it's also about, you know, on the job, you know, what can you learn 
you know, other skills that you can learn. It's not just, you know, learning how to use the tools. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone can use a camera, right? It's uh, yeah. <laughs> how you use it. And, <laughs> and yeah, you, you, you also learn to communicate well, because especially if you are working with like, we are co studio, right? So we work with like, uh, a lot of different studios from uh, other other regions. Like we have Chengdu working with us from China. We have the Philippine studio. Oh wow! So we communicate like through online with them as well. Is there any like language barrier? Uh, no, I I would say not much because we we use English and stuff like that. And, uh, and even if we don't, I think we we will find ways to communicate. Small signal. Sign language. Morse <laughs> <Post> code. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, I, I'm quite curious. Uh, can someone who, you know, they don't have any background in like making game games, games uh, can they join a big game company? Or, or like even if let's say they don't even have, okay, mm-hmm. uh, in this world it's kind of impossible, but if they totally have zero experience with games yeah, or yeah. consoles, would you say they will have a chance in yeah. working in? Yeah, actually do. Uh, we, we are not, in, in game development team, right? we're not just made of like programmers, artists, and mm-hmm. designers, right? Uh, <laughs> we are made of other people that also help us uh, to, to make our processes uh, smooth and stuff. Like we have project managers, for example, from uh-huh. the production side. They, they help us, you know, manage uh, things in the pro- uh, development process so that we, we don't get, you know, overwhelmed by the things that we need mm. to help us with uh, regulating our tasks and all that kind of thing. Right? We also have community managers, right? Oh. right? That's a whole different uh, skill set, you know. We manage the community, yeah. Right. Yeah. Kind of thing. Right. You you don't see it. Uh. <laughs> so yeah, we, we have we have very different roles and I will say that uh video games is video game development in unique in that. We we have a lot of people from different disciplines coming in to wow. us. Another a, a good another good example is for Assassin's Creed, we work with historians. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah, there's definitely a uh, like you don't you don't to get the story like anyhow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How accurate can you be? Yeah. So we, we, we work with historians, we, we speak to them and you know they tell us about what it's like during this time period, uh what is the media perception and what is it actually like all the kind of things. So oh. we, we work very closely. So it's like historians are kinda of like uh good as well, like because they don't really they don't really uh dabble in games. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So how how do you communicate with them? So like we, what uh do they know like what is a game? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure they do to some extent. I mean, I mean, probably you, you, you won't really share with them the detailed parts. Right? Like, oh, I want, I want him to jump like this. So in during this time, he jumped like this. No, 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 right? <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. A, a serious example is like, so uh, let's say weapons, right? Uh-huh. Like, what kind of weapons do they use at the time, right? Uh, like, okay. uh, do they use like war hammers? Do they use like uh sabers? Or what kind of like the shape or, or lightsabers? Yeah. So, so, so the, so the. In a, in a way, the concept artists like in the in the early beginnings of the game already actually start consulting with the historians and stuff. Mm, uh, yeah, definitely. The, yeah. Would they would they like let's say, uh, okay, uh, let's say um, they have like sabers and stuff. And, like, would would they be very particular with like the designs of the sabers and stuff like the historians? We we sometimes do. Uh, I uh, yeah, we definitely do because we want to keep the game as historical accurate as we can. Like the intricate right. details of the, the blades yeah. and how the the shape of it and everything. It's, it's all about setting the mood for that time period. Mm. Yeah, and, and what it, it felt like if we could recreate it. So there's definitely some that attention to detail. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's like a, they, they have to find a they have to toe the line between creative um 
interpretations and historical accuracy. Yeah. yeah. But it's not to say like, you know, we are very strict on it. Mm, yeah. Right? We, we, we will still look at it and say, you know, how, how do we look, uh, look about it and go along? Yeah. Actually, I have a question. Yeah. Like, if you, will you consider being a, you know, a technical artist if you, you're not like a level designer or a junior game designer? I might actually, because it's like, uh, you like, know, we are, we are all technically art trained, right? The three or four of us here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we are all art trained. So there was, there's definitely that interest back then, like, uh, to, to work on the technical art side. Because like the shaders, uh, yeah, the lighting, right? How to make something look uh, as realistic as possible or, you know, to make it as vibrant and beautiful. Mm. But I think that's not my primary interest now. Yeah, I'm, what's your primary interest? The one that you're doing now? Yeah, the quest still, designing. Still designing. Level design mm. of your quest. Eh? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that, that explains being a quest designer. Oh, really? What's quest? Junior quest. Junior quest, quest, quest designer. Design. Oh, okay. I think they will pay attention to <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> I go short time. Short, short, short time. time. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if you never work in a game industry though, like what would you become? Eh? Oh, that's a difficult question. Because I... Imagine Sorry. a world where you didn't cross paths with uh, us. Mm. Or like Imagine, you never yeah. joined the course. Imagine a world you didn't cross paths with games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's probably still going to be animation. I feel like. Uh. But, but considering that didn't work out. Uh, <laughs> I mean like the, the it's just a score. Man. But like yeah. talent wise is a whole other thing. Yeah, I would still like to work on something related. I, I think back then. Right. Uh, because I, I do like the hands-on aspect of things. The reason, like, you know, when we were going through our poly, the reason why I, I made, didn't really get into art anymore is because I started to find more interest in game design in general. I feel like there's a more hands-on approach uh, designing something compared to like... Mm. Uh, so you started enjoying like the technical rather than the creative yeah, aspects. Yeah, you could say uh, that, yeah. I mean, there's still a creative process in mm, it. Yeah, definitely, the, yeah. But compared to like drawing, it's a... It's a more... Critical thinking kind of yeah. creative. Yeah. I would like say that depth, uh, yeah. it will still probably go down that path. So yeah. you ditch your pencil. Uh. <laughs> I still have it. Do <laughs> <laughs> you, you still <laughs> like draw in your free time? I do, but you know, uh, I'm not good at it anymore. Rusty, I, I, I don't uh, think I'm rusty. ever good at it. Rusty. Rusty. Open to new things. <laughs> yeah, I'm open to new things. Like, I, I still want to, you know, get good at it. You know, mm, I'm, yeah, not, yeah. I'm not trying. It's like, uh, I definitely enjoy it more uh, now than back then because it doesn't feel like oh I need to be really good at it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it doesn't feel, feel like a competition. Uh. It doesn't feel yeah. like a competition anymore. So it's like uh, I have that going for me. So uh, yeah, I I can see myself doing something among those lines if I wasn't in this. Okay, wait. How, how long have you been in in Ubisoft for now? Uh, two years. Two years. Uh. So, yeah, it's going to be. Almost three. Yeah, like. going two years. Really. Okay, but uh, if you, because you've been in the job for two years, right? Yeah. What, what do you see yourself in like in 10 years? Or maybe what's your end goal as a as a game designer? Hmm. Maybe like a you boss? say there's an end goal, I feel like they're saying like, you know, there's a, there's a stop to it. I don't know if hmm. I will ever stop doing this. Or, or rather than end goal, what would you see is your, the, the, Okay, like in One Piece, you want to find the One Piece, the treasure. What is the treasure <laughs> that you want to find? What is the yeah. treasure I want to find? Because like, like, even, <clears throat> even if you find a treasure, you, you can still continue your journey. Mm, yeah, but, yeah. but it's more of like, what's that treasure, that one thing that you feel like, oh, I, I need to get that uh, as a designer. Yeah. 
I think on the expect, uh, I think definitely is to be take up a more uh, lead role, right? Uh, I mean, of course, it's still very far away, and I have a lot, a lot more to learn. Uh. To learn. Yeah, yeah. So maybe the like, new, like in the future, you become the lead. They, uh, you come out with a new Assassin's game. Uh, Assassin's Creed uh, Singapore. Yeah, no, so what? They make it to what? Sang Nila Utama. No, what the heck? Doing up. Trying to. Oh, oh interesting. Uh. <laughs> But actually, yeah, yeah. If if like in the One Piece kind of uh, context, uh, context yeah. like, you know, the main character wants to become like the king, pirate king, yeah. king stuff. So for you, how, like, what is the highest peak that you want to aim for that like you um, want to become before moving on or continuing the journey or before retiring uh. yeah. <laughs> definitely become lead quest designer something like that oh, so still related or senior, to senior quest designer cool so related to your own forte uh, right now yeah. I mean definitely the, the goal is to reach high definitely mm, yeah, yeah. Definitely. definitely to reach high uh, would you consider opening your own studio who is Ah, like a, or, a or like if it's like is that like is that like a betrayal? Like, <laughs> this, wow. this is a career growth. The studio within the Ubisoft or like his own uh, anywhere uh, or like uh, you want to do it like collaborative uh, studio. So there's a lot of like those kind of things nowadays also. Yeah, a lot of collaborative works within like two three studios for one game. <laughs> that is a yeah. very uncertain future. That I don't know if I can answer oh. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I honestly right now, uh, it's all. But have you considered it like? In school, like oh, yeah. I wanna do, I wanna be the next Kojima. I wanna be the next, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, who yeah. else? Who else? <laughs> Who's the creative director uh, of Final Fantasy? Ah, oh, can't remember. Uh, 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 is it? Oh man, I don't know. I can't remember. But it, it's since we're talking about the future, right? Yeah. Unless uh, you're gonna say Tetsuya Nomura, please. Ah, I don't uh, think I should say. Yeah, it kind of you know some people might be disappointed in what I say. But since we're talking about the future, like, what do you think about gaming? Like, how far can gaming go? As like, uh, nowadays, you know, technology has been advancing, right? So, do you think gaming can be part of the uh, humanities? You know, uh, view. <laughs> not not view. <laughs> It's like now, now there's VR, AR, right? So, will gaming be more beyond that? Will do it you be, think it will really be assimilated into uh, real life more like, than what it is right yeah, now? Yeah, like Ready Player One kind of yeah. vibe. I mean, like right now, we are really like, okay, not halfway there. Probably like one-eighth of the way there. Something yeah, it's, like that. It's a tip yeah. of the iceberg. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think in a, if, if you're talking about like progress, right? I think video games can definitely uh, play a more active role into helping like, educate people on things that mm. I think... Uh, You can't. You cannot normally teach people in school. Yeah, school. I think you bring up a good point. Uh. Educational stuff still quite lacking. Uh. Yes, yeah. yeah. And and uh, even if there is, it's boring and shitty. Uh, right. <laughs> to be honest, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's one one module that we learn is e called. Learning. Uh, no, no, no. Gamification. <laughs> uh, gamification. Oh, yeah. I think that's a very pivotal uh part to you know instill in uh, anything uh in yeah. general like think, education yeah. especially. Mm. Like nowadays, I think there's a lot of companies that are trying to implement like certain game features. Like you know, uh, you you gain all these like points after learning subject. Oh, you level up mm. to like something. Then you get like special skins for your avatar. Bro, even like dating apps also, they gamify <laughs> the things. Yeah, you swipe, yeah. swipe, swipe. You get something right. that's your gratification. Oh, is it? You you yeah. I mean like that's the 
that's the way it goes ah. they gamify the dating game ah, so to speak mm-hmm. like oh. you, before that you'll be going to people face to face like hey hi yeah, I'm yeah, this yeah. and this phone number then you, <laughs> you never message then blah blah whatever <laughs> but like on Tinder or whatever apps you know there's that gamification up. no lah I mean oh. it's the basics ah, but it's there ah. like they gamify the the, the 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 process of finding your so-called true love <laughs> yeah and then like you can wow. like nowadays there's like uh, in-app purchases so you can pay to score a date with a particular lady or something I don't know yeah man it, I it's, think a, it's a lot of things uh, actually yeah uh, but yeah. it's actually a good thing mm-hmm. uh, gamify it kind of like it's a it attracts people to mm. learn more, you know, rather than, I mean, not saying it's a bad thing, but last time with books, if you ask a, a kid to like, okay, here's a textbook, but it's all words, do you think the kid would actually read the whole thing? Yeah. yeah I don't think so. I, I was thinking on a more <coughs> higher level, not so much gamification. And when, when I say lessons, right, I, I, I mean in a more uh, virtual, v- virtual. Uh, or like okay, more okay. organic, like learning things f- yeah. through the game story learning and values stuff, and stuff like that, right because it's like yeah. okay like it's it's it, in an education setting right you know teachers spend a lot of time teaching like the necessary things to some kids and stuff like mm-hmm. but a teacher is not going to be able to teach every kid to be nice yeah, right yeah. not to suggest that video games can do a better job or something but I would say that video games in some way can instill habits good habits to people I think yeah. I think the thing is that that, that so called um, virtue instilling or like lessons and whatever the the so-called basis is already there is whether or not the people who are playing the games want to pick up yeah, on yeah. it right right yeah, so would you say that you want uh, a world where people can finally like readily pick up on those things and actually make full use of it rather than just play the game and put it aside yeah. that's what you want that's, to that's definitely the, the ideal scenario for video games interesting because we, we you know for, for video games the technology is definitely always uh, changing. Yeah. You know, it's, mm. it's always advancing forward. But technology is just well, one subset. Of one subset. Game, yeah. You know, it, it will definitely improve because we want to make better things. Yeah. But you know, we if we want it to actually like uh, improve like uh, humanity, for instance, right? I think we need to do more than just improve technology, and uh, it needs to benefit people. Yeah. It needs to help uh, us learn. I think at this stage, games are at like the 2.5 dimensional layer in in a sense that it's not not the not the graphics are, but like <laughs> in a sense that it's 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 integrating technology, it's integrating like real world stuff yeah, slowly. Yeah. It's also integrating like more advanced, uh, I would say, art styles and whatnot. But like yeah, what he says are the missing part uh, probably <laughs> like the the learning and stuff to make it fully like a three D or four D experience, you know. It's Are you playing like Pokemon Brush? <laughs> brush? Yeah. Brush? What's that? Sir? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's a, I, I think the the, yeah. the brush tip. Oh, I, I, yeah. I'm thinking yeah. of like Bean Brush. Oh, yeah, Brush. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, yeah, I yeah. That's yeah. a very good example. Called, uh, I thought it's called Pokemon Smile. Was this one? I don't know. Yeah, because yeah, they, basically the game is um teach kids to, to brush teach kids how to brush teeth yeah. but using Pokemon. Oh. So yeah. I think the the gameplay was that um there are like Pokemon characters on the <laughs> on the teeth. Right? So so it, uh, I mean it's on the phone. So you put it on selfie mode. Yeah. Then uh, put it on the on your kid. Then it's like your while well, your kid is brushing the teeth. So, uh, the Pokemon characters are on the teeth. Then you need to yeah. brush all, brush away all those Pokemon characters. Yeah. So, yeah. Like so, the bacteria. Uh, then I you mean, can catch. That, yeah, exactly. So that's one considered like one uh educational thing for kids to brush the teeth. Right. Yeah. Uh, 
that's a who small knows, scale. Yeah. yeah, who who knows next time they make Pokemon they make a game for kids how to do their homework. How maybe possible? Possible. Yeah. Ah, to to you must finish your paper then you can defeat this Pokemon. I think <laughs> I think right now like apart from that a lot of the gamification that we see caters more to like stuff like fitness. Fitness oh, and ring, health. Ring fit adventure. Mm. Uh, ring <laughs> fit. Mm. Like, or even just like the general like running kind of things. There's apps that like, oh, mm, yeah, 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 like yeah. help you with like, oh, you need to achieve a certain thing, blah, blah, blah. Even for reading books, I think there, there, mm. there was an app that I, I used to use. I can't remember the name, now, but they had like um, achievements, like how many pages you read per week or whatever. Oh, those sort of things. Okay. It's, it's small things, lah, but yeah, I think like what he mentioned, like that gamification on a whole other level. We, we've yet to reach there. La. We, uh, but mm. I think it's good that we start to see that sort of progress in even mainstream, non-purely gaming mm. applications. Yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. Uh. Like, uh, recently also, I think I saw um, Digimon. There's a device, like a, oh, yeah, yeah. something like a Fitbit kind of thing oh. where, where you have to like do activities with your Digimon like in, oh, like out, train, out in the wild like, yeah you're yeah. exercising yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> I remember so, back yeah. then yeah even the digivice was like you would track how much steps you had walked yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh my god I didn't know that though yeah it was, oh. it's quite recent I mean, uh, I mean, the announcement the Pokemon Go itself they use the thing where ah, uh, if you want to hatch your eggs then ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. you walk yeah. Yeah. You run, then your egg will hatch. Like like Pokemon like didn't, like Pokemon Go didn't emphasize on that. Sadly, like they focus mm. more on the yeah, actual just, catching. Just more, yeah, more it's more though. casual. Yeah. <laughs> why, why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? I get it. Yeah, yeah. You don't like me hitting on Pokemon? What for? Is it? I, I get it. I know hitting, bro. Just sharing. But it's criticism. Safe to, <laughs> it's safe to say that to be honest, gaming, uh, can actually be part of humanity's growth, especially yeah. you yeah, know. Yeah. When, when every generation there's always be like different ways to learn so gaming definitely it will help uh, yeah that's I'm why sure. humanity save you <laughs> Whoa. Huh? you think so, ahead uh. yeah lah think ahead yeah, you, you, games also can teach you how to cook cooking with mama what cooking with mama cooking mama in reality I cook with my mama <laughs> oh okay I think this one this certain question has been lingering among a lot of people nowadays <laughs> but it's up to you if you want to answer it but okay the, the question is there has been a stigma where people assume that you can become a game designer if you only play games hmm. how true do you think this is to a certain extent like, is it is it really true that people like oh I play games so I can you know uh, become a game designer in the future is that really true? I'm not going to say there's no truth to that uh, okay. think, maybe there's some truth to that. Think of it this way: uh, everybody mm. has Netflix now. Mm. Mm-hmm. Most people, except for me, no, you don't have Netflix. <laughs> I don't have Netflix. Uh, but what? Uh, no lah. Yeah, I don't have Netflix. <laughs> I, did, I have two siblings who have it. Why? Why need to buy my own? <laughs> buy your own Netflix. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> no, a subscription. You... I don't mean <laughs> right, actually right. buy Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking of that. Oh, buy I don't have tax capital. Uh, yeah, how how true do you think that that is? Right. So like. Uh, as I was saying, everybody has Netflix these days, so you can just go on Netflix and watch pretty much everything that is made under the sun. Yeah, <laughs> but that's not gonna make you good at suddenly making uh, films, and films. Yeah, and shows, right? True. But you have now a catalog of like uh, things to look at, right? You know what you like, you know what's good. You can look at this catalog of like, things that you have watched mm. and see for yourself, like okay, what is a good show? You know, what is a bad show? Mm. What makes this a good show? What makes this a bad show? And what is something good about the, this bad show? What is bad about this good show? All this kind of thing you can sort of like uh, 
make a, you, you, essentially you can start critiquing all of these things mm. and see for yourself what it's like. I think it's the same in, in a sense that if you play a lot of games, you kind of know what makes a game good and what makes a game bad. You kind of know uh, what are some of the preferences that you know and what is something that other people may enjoy, you may not. Mm. You build out a catalog of this uh, in, your, in your mind and you can you can use this to make better decisions when uh, going into the business process. Mm, of yeah, course, yeah. not to suggest that suddenly everybody <clears throat> can be a good designer when mm. you have a huge catalog of that. Sure. It, it takes you actively looking at a catalog of uh, information that you have and actually uh, making that decision to like go and break it down and see for yourself if that is, that is the case. Right? So I think that the thing is that just because you play games doesn't mean you know the games. Yeah. Like some people uh. can may have only played like let's say three games, but they analyze the game like to the very atom of the game. Early, yeah. yeah, and they might probably do a better job as a game designer than someone who has played thousands of games. Uh. Probably that's why there's a lot of game critics, uh. Yeah. But some I don't know, I mean in my opinion, some game game critics they, they think they know better. Uh. Some yeah. people they just yeah. Keyboard warrior. Yeah, keyboard warrior, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't want to say more about that. Yeah. But okay, last question, uh. Before I don't know, do you guys have any more questions? Yeah, yeah. Tell me. Okay, yeah. Lot, last man. last question. Uh. Okay. If you have the opportunity to create a game on Mars, <laughs> on Mars, why, why, Mars? <laughs> why not? Okay, on Mars. So see, <laughs> yeah. Would you Would you go for that? Like, uh, let's say the next day Elon Musk called you. Hey, you want to be a game designer? On Mars, <laughs> follow me. Design on Mars, <laughs> or like any colony or yeah, in space. Any, uh. any any colony or any even the moon can can oh, also. Oh wait, wait, you mean like travel to Mars mm. and actually make games yeah. there? Yeah. So, so instead of you traveling overseas like, for mm. overseas exchange program, <laughs> oh, you interspace interstellar Ooh. exchange program. Yeah, it's that like you you create uh, a milestone. You become the first game designer on Mars. Would you wow. take that opportunity? That is a far far place from home. I mean, you don't want to take also can. But what would you? Would you? This is gonna give me give me some time to think of this question, man. <laughs> okay, like, I mean nowadays also go this VR. Is a huge and, decision. <laughs> yeah, got like VR tech and stuff. They can probably like send someone into like three D scan your whole room and your house and mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, la, I'll, I think that's too big. Maybe I'll like put it push it down a bit. Uh. If people were to hire a few game designers, let's say including you, to create a gamified experience of flying to Mars. Like create, you know now SpaceX, all the rockets, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah see all their user interface. Would you want to give me the experience to make it more, uh, better, like a better experience? You want to join that team to create that experience? I mean, like improving the whole yeah. user experience, so they probably have like team like game designers, website designers, and stuff to mm-hmm. create that kind of experience for the for yeah, the astronauts yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. Would you? Would you join that? I. I might I actually can see myself Ooh. doing that, but I kind of prefer experiences that are more grounded. I mean, don't get me wrong, I do like the idea of space travel. You know, mm-hmm. if you tell me you go to Mars, I would. <laughs> right. Uh, this one because I'm just asking now. <laughs> if you if you if say I don't have to worry about baggage, I don't have to worry about like oh back home, you know. Yeah, pretend your your life at home is like it's it's, it's everything's yeah, fine. You, you you are not anchored to anything at mm-hmm. home. Right. I yeah. and then I could leave for Mars. Yeah, I can. I I would probably do that. Uh, making a game that will make the process of going to Mars though, I feel like that's a that is a very 
that's assuming I have been to Mars before. <laughs> but, uh, um, a Mars simulator. Yeah. No, 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 no. simulator. Uh, a guide to going to Mars. Yeah. Like helping you to get to Mars. I feel like I already have to go to Mars in the first place to be able to do that. Mm, okay. I assume you have been to Mars. Uh, yeah, but you I know the experience. I would say it's interesting because uh, I, I, that's the International Space Station. Mm-mm-mm. That's the International Space Station and uh, I would be interested to make a game with zero gravity Ooh, right, yeah, on eh? International Space Station. Like what, what kind of controls would you need and how do you play a game on yeah, the Would that like be like VR or AR? Or a bit of both? Probably not be VR, actually. It will probably be something closer to AR. Mm. Or, or not even... Augmented reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AR. But if it, if it was VR, <clears throat> it, was, it will probably be a very... Uh, the, the game process is going to be very different because it's like we have to account for... Because VR, you, you're still on Earth. You still have gravity, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. You can... Uh, the, the position that you set the VR headset to look at, you know, is much more... Uh, grounded is much more easier yeah. to manage mm. in zero gravity you have to consider 360 degree uh, movement yeah but what if like let's say VR is able to you know you're able to achieve something in, in zero gravity yeah. for VR that will probably be uh, be interesting uh, yeah, you like can create new worlds yeah imagine like let's say uh, uh, dead space yeah, like you're oh playing man. it in the ISS. Oh wow! Imagine, okay. imagine like you go around. You can explore yeah. Ishimura in its <laughs> oh, oh, oh. fullest form. And then, yeah, and then you think like, oh, actually nothing's happening. But then when you actually take off the VR, it's actually happening in real life. Oh shit! Oh no, that no, no. Is, <laughs> that is scary. That's scary. <laughs> that is very scary. <laughs> I think I'll piss in my pants, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just sit there and cry. Like, there already have diapers there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> actually, if I would piss my pants, would it float? It yeah, it will float. Yeah, it will float. You can catch. You can probably soak your pants first. Oh, I yeah, if you piss in your astronaut suit, become your drink. What? Oh, oh, what? oh yeah. Right. They recycle all yeah, the water. You recycle the your, your what? Serious? Your what? Your urine. Because the water can't go anywhere, right? Yeah. Ah, right. I mean, I mean, right. I don't right. want to. It's a story. They have a limited amount of water on the. <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> want to dump it in the space. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> you <laughs> shit and then the shit the, the, dump it in the space, then suddenly it becomes a meteor. You know that's actually what. <laughs> there was an astronaut on the ISS called Chris Hatfield. He actually shared this exact story oh, really? where, you know, where, when they go to a toilet in space, right? You know, they have to dispose of it. So the best yeah. way to do it is to just let it be entry. Dump, yeah, I know, I know they're done, but by the time oh. it reaches Earth, it's, it's not yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless they compile like 10 years of <laughs> shit. Like, oh my God. God. One, one rock. <laughs> then people, people on Earth, they be like, oh my God, he's dead. Is that shit? <laughs> is that shit? <laughs> oh, this one even scary one. He was like saying, you know every time when the sun, there's a light ray uh-huh. and it hits that you see like the dust floating in the air. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Is that? Oh shit, that's your, that's your <laughs> shit. Uh, that's your shit. There ain't no normal dust, that shit dust. <laughs> there no fairy dust. <laughs> no fairy dust. No fuck. Okay, but aside from that, I think we will just, you know, promote like, please, Buy all the Ubisoft games, guys. Try, try it out. It's amazing. Uh. Buy, buy the new games. Buy the old games. Buy, buy all the games. Uh. All, all the games. Uh, even old and new, they're still yes, amazing. Uh. Intercell was amazing. If, if you don't, don't to believe us that uh, he's <coughs> from Ubisoft, uh, you go buy uh, what this game? The Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Then you go to the credits yes. and then you scroll all the way until the Singapore Studios, is it? Yes. Uh, and then you find <laughs> Junior. You find uh, Ang Jun Cheng, A N G space D U N space C H E N G Ang Jun Cheng. Yes. Oh, you got a G. Most people don't remember the G. 
Oh, oh. man, we, we know you for three years, of course we know. Yeah, bro. The <laughs> one, ah, this. <laughs> uh, we just we just play the games, guys. You definitely find the junior junior quest uh game designer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Quest and even if it's the game that he's he's not part of, it's still a good game. Yeah, it's still a yeah. good game, man. Mm-hmm. If, if you want to buy the game just to see his name in the credits, just be my guest. Just buy. Yeah, <laughs> tell you buy it and give to me the game. Ah, uh, yeah, oh. same. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, lah. I I wish we could talk more about this, man. But it seems that you know our our time is up. But before we end. Please give us a follow on our Instagram at Fashion Fruit Podcast. As mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. you you want to input your Instagram? Yeah, it's fine. Okay, plug, uh, plug. Plug it. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> no worries, man. And yeah, uh, leave a comment on our Instagram for this episode on um what games would you want to create in the future, oh. or like yeah, uh, or what, any what? game company yeah. yeah. Anything, anything to do with games uh. Share share with us your experience uh. Yeah, or if you want to create a game company, what is the name of that game? Mm. Like you be hard. And of course, share our amazing podcast to all of your friends on your Insta story. But don't forget to tag us at Passion Fruit Podcast yes. <laughs> so that your story can be featured in our own Insta story. That's and once right. again, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Spotify to get updates on new episodes that are released every Friday. Thank God it's Friday. <laughs> so I can listen to Passion Fruit Podcast. Let's G. Let's podcast in. The universe. In the universe. <laughs> and with that being said, we are the Passion Fruit Podcast SG, SG. together with Mr. Ang Jun Cheng, uh, game designer of Ubisoft, here with us. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Thank yeah, it's an, it's an honor, man, to have you. Uh, once again, we are the Passion Fruit Podcast SG, SG. Signing, signing out. out. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>